God, you're my everything. You're God over everything. Bojimin, you're more. Or draw your way. My one and only true love is you. I give it all to you. Now everybody say, Kemi Kwe, Amy J, come on, Amy Michelle. Kemi Kwe, oh, oh, Amy J, Amy Michelle, Manche. My one and all, my one and all. God. Your God over everything, Nibuj. My one and only. That's my love song. Come on. Yeah. God, you're my everything. God over everything. One last time. My one and only. God, God, you're my. God, you're my everything. My one and only. Oh Jesus, I love you. If it had not been for you, Lord. Oh, 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 oh. Hallelujah. Isn't he a good God? Hallelujah. Never gave up on me 
story this is real life i knew someone briefly from my extended family and according to his allergy he loved cars and found pleasure in taking things apart and putting them together 
He enjoyed watching cars and talking about cars and apparently was such a people person. He knew his numbers and ABCs by the age of five. But his life took a turn as he grew. He couldn't even finish his basic education, even though education here is literally free. He moved from job to job and hardly held down one. And at the end of his life, he died alone in the cover of darkness in his own blood, with the evidence of his existence being his son and the engraving on his tomb. How does a life full of possibilities and potentials turn this way? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of The Worlds. On this show, we take everyday issues and topics and discuss it from two perspectives, from the world's and the um, from the world's perspective and the kingdom perspective. And I am Celestina Adoma Ejapon, your host for tonight's conversation. And it's a privilege to have you all joining me wherever you are. And if you can hear me, I would love to see some thumbs up and fire emoji. I want some thumbs up, fire emoji. Well, I'm glad you guys are on here. Hi. <laughs> on our last episode, we talked about the educational structure where we got, into, we got into various levels of the educational system. And we have a bit of clarification on the current track system in Ghana. And we got to have a bit of insight on the plight of parents, um, teachers, students when it comes to the current education system. This episode is currently on our pod, um, podcast you can download and listen to it if you missed it in fact you can listen to all our episodes which are uploaded but tonight's conversation is taking a new turn and our guest is no stranger is mr kinsley if you were here he was with us the last time so mr kinsley i would love for you to unmute yourself and um, introduce yourself to our listeners we want to know who is mr kinsley Hello, hello, hello. Hi. Greetings to you all. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Good evening. I am Kingsley Mayuri now from Abuase. Just as uh, the other time. <laughs> and I'll keep saying Sikakur. Yeah, the only golden city. Precious exactly. golden city from Abuase. Yeah. Hi, it's good to have you here. It's always a pleasure to have you here, Kinsley. And I hope this is not going to be the, the last time. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Not at all. Well, definitely. Well, disclaimer, um, as I will keep saying this as a reminder. Um, I hope that we are all believers and have accepted Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior, according to the books of Romans chapter 10, verse 9, which says that if you confess with your mouth that the Lord Jesus that the Lord Jesus and believe with your heart that God has raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. Salvation is free. You just have to walk in it when you come in here. But guys, you need Jesus. You need Jesus, like period. <laughs> also, you can follow the world on IG and on Twitter at D underscore worlds two two and on our Facebook page at the worlds. So if you're not following us, you can go right ahead and follow us on these handles. 
now to, for tonight's conversation. I want us to to do something. I want to ask a question. And you can put in your feedback. You can put in your comments. You can call in and tell me, tell us about your experience. So tell us how you landed your job, like your current position. How did you, how do you find, how did you find yourself in this career path? That is the first one. And secondly, I read something today in Second Corinthians 5, verse 5, and it says that now the one who has fashioned us for the very purpose is God, who has given us the spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. So the second question is, how is your job or your career path equipping you for the life you've been called to live? So first question, let me repeat, tell us how you landed your job or got into your career path. And the second one is how is your job or your career preparing you and equipping you for the life you are called to live? Yeah, so I would love to know your thoughts. We would love to know how you guys came about in in your various positions, you know? And lastly, oh, I forgot this one. Are you satisfied with where you are? Or are you or are you saying, um, had I known? Which I believe is not too late, but in your current position, are you enjoying it? Are you thriving? Or are you looking for a nice opportunity to escape? Or are you stuck and your your words are, oh, had I known? So tell us, what what is your your position right now. So I know that the topic said career path. I personally feel like we are going to have different sessions on this very topic because this is not really going to go as you guys are expecting. So Mr. Kinsley. <laughs> yeah, hello. <laughs> yeah, Daniel is a very interesting question, but I would love to know what you thought, Ms. Um, Pastor Charles, you too. And Pastor Charles, I will currently, I, w- I would want to borrow you, you know, I would love for you to be my second host, if you may. Um, Mr. Kinsley, it's is a yeah, privilege hello. to have you here. I, I'm, I'm truly honored. I'm truly honored and humbled to also be here once again. Okay. So I'm just going to go. We're just going to jump. Um, how? I know we're talking about career path and growing up. Most people, when when you're in a community growing, being raised by your parents, wherever you find yourself, you have this idea that when I grow up, I want to be this. When I grow up, I want to be that. I had some, like, you know, I had a lot. I want to be a lawyer, specifically, like, work for Shraj. If you're in Ghana, you know, I, don't, I think they changed the name. I also wanted to be a model. Like, girl likes pictures. Like, I love the camera and the camera loves me. So why not? I wanted to be a journalist. Like, come on. And the journalist part, it was my teacher that pointed it out. You're like, yo, so I, said, I think you're going to be a good journalist. I was like, huh. And at that time, I used to watch news a lot. Emma Morrison of TV3. I loved that woman. Like, I loved how he, she would always, like, present the news. I was like, why not? So I went through those phases, you know. But my question right now is, how do we identify children's, the gifts that are deposited in our kids? I'm saying this because as believers, we the Bible tells us that it is our gift that will make room for us, you know. It is the gift that is deposited in us that will take us 
to the world, to the nations, present us before kings. And I'm saying this, or I'm asking this question because when you go into the entertainment industry, you will find out that most people, they identify their, their, their gift for music early on and they are nurtured. You know, they are groomed and everything around them is tailored to fit into that talent that is discovered. So as a parent or as a guard, like a guardian, how are we, how should we identify, how should we go about in spotting the various gifts that is deposited in, in our children? And even us as older individuals, how are we, how should we identify our gift or our strengths? Okay, thank you very much once again. Discovering your child's God gift talent, you can't just discover it anyhow or anyway. You know, everyone is born with different strength and weakness. So we may have gifts such as those involved in sporting activities, that's maybe athleticism. We may have those that talks of the cognitive that is intellectual gifts such as people being able to memorize things theoretically or factually then we also have people who are able to do things on their own and that of the spiritual gift as well so as parents we are given the privilege of discovering our children's gifts and talent but how would we be able to identify that this is my child's gift. To be able to do that, we must first pray and ask God what he has for our children. He created them. And he said before he created them, he knew them before he even created them. So he knew what he had dwell in them and what he wants them to come and do or fulfill on this planet. So you need to pray and ask God what at all does he want your child to be able to fulfill on this planet earth for him? If you're able to ask God and he's able to reveal this hidden treasure in your world to you, that is when you may have the zeal, the passion, and the guidance to guide your child through. I don't know been that you, you will just be going round and round and round and wouldn't be able to find the gift of your child. Secondly, there is the need for us to watch our kids, observe and reflect all that they do. As your kid will be growing up, you'll be seeing the child being able to run very fast. There are times you, you send the child, you, you realize instead of him or her to walk, get you the items, you see him or her running. You'll be doing things briskly. They should be telling you something. There are times when you pose a question to your child, the answer given, you realize that this student or this child thought through before providing me with this particular answer. And there are certain things you wouldn't just be able to know. So as a parent, there is the need for you to identify their weakness, their strength, what they like, what they can do best, what they even observe and how they even observe and perceive things. When we reflect back on certain situations or things surrounding us, we are able to discover something about our children. So there are times you can just ask them, 
Baba, what are you good at? Mm. What do you love doing? What do you enjoy practicing? How does she behave when she she she, she you are she's giving a book? She has a new toy. She has things around. These are some of the things as a parent when you try to discuss with your ward. Try to draw closer. Observe them from afar. Bring them closer to yourself. Ask them petty questions about what they're able to do. Find out why they're unable to do certain things. And try as much as possible to guide them. I believe when you nurture our kids, mm -hmm. these natural abilities, they will grow in confidence and blossom in the right frame of work we want them to be. So as parents, you need to first ask God who brought your kids. After asking God, you need to observe them. You watch what they do, how they speak to people in public, who they mm -hmm. try to imitate, what they try to do. How do they receive things? If, if they are giving gifts from people, what is their response to that? How, how do they relate to even their peers? Through mm -hmm. that, you would be able to discover your child's true talent or the gift that God has dwelled in your child. But there are so many. Thank you as, so as much. They, uh, yes, as they begin and as they grow, you, 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 you realize that you have to touch this, they have to live it, they go in for that, they live it, mm -hmm. they go in for different things and they live it. Yeah. So as you are putting them down, you'll be crossing out, oh, at age five, my child used to do this. But at age seven, the interest or the enthusiasm with which he or she used to perform this activity is no more. So you realize it is also dwindling or going down. Mm -hmm. And through that, you'll be able to discover whatever God has for your child. Thank you so much. So basically, to one is asking God, one of the most phenomenal men, I believe, who has worked on this earth is Dr. Miles Monroe. And in one of his teaching, he says that to know the function of a product, you have to ask the manufacturer. It's only the manufacturer who can tell you what a product is meant to be. So I'm very glad that Mr. Kingsley pointed or highlighted that prior is one of the uh, fundamental keys when it comes to discovering the potential or the talent um, yes. that is within our children and also within um, within us as individuals. But you also yeah. said something. You said, like in all of your the summary of of your question, your answer points to open conversation, you know, yeah, sure. and observation. As a teacher, I personally know the importance. Of observation, like observing your kids in, in an environment, especially when they are like, it's a natural setting and it's not like set up, like do this, do that, do that. But when it's naturally set up and they're just flowing, <clears throat> going with the flow. But you know, with our current situation or current system, sure. most of us are working crazy hours. <laughs> the only time that we are able to see our kids it's the weekends and the weekends is you're busy doing attending to other family family issues or running some errands or doing something equally important so how do parents balance this 
because most of the times the kids are like either with babysitters or with other caregivers or in school you know we only see see them in the evening at night when they're already sleeping so how do we balance this and like you know make it work <laughs> thank you once again mm -hmm. there is the need for parents to be able to blend the two together mm. why do we work why do we go out and hustle for this money mm -hmm. it is because of our kids it is because we want to take good care of our kids mm -hmm. it is because we want to have good future for our kids that is why we go out and hustle or we go out to work so tirelessly all the time these same kids are the ones you are suffering. It, they are the, because of these kids, you are suffering outside. So there is the need for you to also have ample time. You need to apportion your time. At least yeah. you have to meet each other 50-50. So if from Monday to Friday, you are tight at work, it is only the Saturday and Sunday, which you also use these two days, these weekends for other activities, you must draw a plan. You must have a plan, a timetable, where mm -hmm. you infuse time for your wards, time for your kids, where you are, you are able to engage them. Because if you're unable to do that, you're going out to get all these monies. By the time you come back home, you realize your children are also wayward. Mm -hmm. they, they go wayward. And you wouldn't be happy. No parent would want to see the child going waywardness, which is very bad. So as a parent, the little time you get, try and make it count, make it precious. You don't need a full day to make your world understand you, mm. considering our economic situation. But the little time you get, just have patience with them, talk to them, ask them what they are good at, ask them of their problem, how best they think you can help them before you also come in with what you also think it is best for them. Mm. Okay. So it's, it's um, all about not losing sight. You can't just be leaving the kids to... I want to add something. I'm sorry. To, to Pardon? <clears throat> yeah, you finish what you were saying. I wanted to add something to what you just said. What Mr. Kinsley Okay, just Mr. Kinsley, go ahead. Oh, sure, sure. You, you, you can go on. Okay. You can go Pastor, to your statement. Um, I you can to end your, 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 your statement. <laughs> yes. Uh -huh. I, I was trying to emphasize on the point that as parents, um, mm -hmm. the best thing we can also do for them mm -hmm. is to provide them with opportunities to grow and learn. So the little time we have, there is the need for us to make it count, to make it work. Okay. But there are some parents when they they, they, they they go to work and they return home, they believe they are tired, they believe that the kids have computers around, they have other tablets around, they have guidance around to, to aid them with their work. But they also need the time of their parents where they also feel belonging mm -hmm. to that particular family. And we're able to do that. I believe we were able to meet each other halfway. Okay. So, so you are dwelling on that quality time, not um, quantity, when it comes to sure. time spent spending with our children. 
yeah and not losing sight of parents like the the pinnacle the prize of all the hassle of parents is the kids the generation yeah. that's coming yeah. okay um yeah. pastor charles what were you gonna say yeah all right thank you um just wanted to reiterate on the point where um he touched on family spending time with your family right mm-hmm. um, um i think we should understand that there are, there are two there are things that sometimes can um share like priority um equal priorities like there are two things can go simultaneously sharing priorities but when it comes to your family your family does not share priority with any other thing including your job so hmm. it's like your job is existing because of your family you are not existing together your, uh, your family does not exist because of your job, but rather your job or your work exists because of your family. That's the reason why I have a job in the first place. So by saying that, I mean that you can lose your job because of your family, but you can't lose your family because of your job. And you see, mm-hmm. even in, sure. even in um, the pastoral and then in Christ, um, um, Christian, God's um, um, standard or measure by which he measures every man is that God first, second is family followed by others and then yourself. So even yourself is the, the, the last one. So it's family. Your family always comes first. So you don't have to say that you are too busy to the extent that you don't have time. So just like Mr. Kingsley said, you don't have time to, I'm going to work to get money to come and feed them. You should understand that that work that you are doing is only existing. Most people don't understand that. They don't. They think that their family depends on the work. No, your work depends on your family. So why are you mm-hmm. working, why are you doing these things? It's because of the family. So the work can go, but the family cannot do. So when it comes to having time with your kids, it doesn't matter or whatever money you are, you have to make. You have to focus on that. So I just wanted to um, add more to what he said on that. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Your job is this because of your family. I like that. I I pray we all have that mindset when we go when we go out there too quote and unquote hassle um and i'm gonna read this from emmanuel it says that that's true parents have responsibilities to nurture their children in the purpose of god the only way it's by praying and also inquiring from the servants of god as they can read that which is written in the books of a life of a life of a person when we look at the life of john the baptist and jesus teaches teach us something concerning parenting, like how they were able to know the destinies of their children. That's so true. Like, that's, I'm done. Um, uh, you, um, I want us to go back a little bit. In your, in answering the question here, um, Mr. Kinsley, you said something about having conversation, like open conversations. Yeah. I, I come from an African home. Ghana, my beloved country, you know, (laughs) and I can say that I wasn't like brought up in in a space where I could have certain conversations with my parents, you know, it was do this, do that, do that. And when I rebel, I'm like, so yes, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm confessing. So it's, it's, it's like that, like it was like that. And I know for most people, if you're not from a home like that, you were blessed. Um, but for most people would, would attest to this, that you cannot, there is a certain conversation that is like, you can't have 
it's been curved although i don't think it should be that way but it's been curved like you cannot have such conversations with your parents or with your family and broaching that it makes things a bit weird you know so when it comes to open conversations i will be like people will be able to friendly or openly have certain conversation with their with their friends which most of the times is the wrong source instead of like having that conversation with with their parents or with with their close relatives you know so with that how do we balance this how do we have a closure i don't even know if closure is the right word to say but how do we have closure how do we have the balance where parents are freely able to have such a conversation with their children and children can also freely go to their parents with certain questions without the need or like the fear of um without fear basically like without fear or reproach all right thank you you see from the african perspective we've always been taught that even when parents are around and they are conversing you're not supposed to even be around not to talk of even ask a question i have that my mom (laughs) (laughs) my mom will just give you the eye you my mom will give you the oh my goodness my mom will just give you the eye like that bombastic side eye like brah you gotta run but go ahead kinsley (laughs) you gotta run so you realize that these kids only have their friends at their disposal Mm -hmm. and as you said earlier on the advices the counseling and the nurturing from friends quote unquote may be good or may be bad but mostly the bad outweighs the good ones. So as parents, as we are growing up, there are so many things coming up. Our children are changing. We are also changing. More things are coming on board. And the old system or the old mentality would have to be watched that way. So it is better for parents to accept that things have changed Mm. and that they have to give room for their kids to be able to have time with them. Mm-hmm. My, my, I know one of my brothers is listening, um, Pastor Daniel. Our dad, for instance, would not even give you the chance to say anything, especially on a weekday. Ooh. But during weekends, you are at liberty to discuss anything at all with him. Mm. So if you have anything, you have to go and meet the, the 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 senior man to maybe write it down or jot it down or talk to him about it, so that probably maybe on that Saturday, which is a family meeting or family reunion, mm-hmm. you come together, you share your problems, what you think you need, and if he he has it, he has to give it to you. Mm-hmm. Our, our dad was like, there was money, and money could solve everything. Oh. So if you come with issues of counseling, if it is no money, he asks you to go to your mom or go to any other person. But if it regard to purchase of books, responsibility, that responsibility, this, he's all for it. Hmm. I met one teacher, Madame Dockers of Blessed Memory. She was able to approach my dad and inform my dad, no, Mr. Mensah, you cannot be leaving your kids to us to be training them whilst you are just there giving them money. 
the money you are giving them is spoiling them because the money is too much. Mm. So just have time for your words. Even if it is on Monday and they think whatever they have to discuss with you is important, just listen to it. If we think it can be shifted to the weekends where you have the family meeting, we are all good to go. Mm. And then we learned that from them. Just because Madame Dockers of Blessed Memory used to do that with the family. Mm. And then they have to learn. So as parents, there's the need for us to inculcate whatever virtue that is good of other friends and other relatives into our family, into our nuclear family. When we are able to do that, we'll be able to bridge the gap that exists between the old African mentality and what this current generation is growing up to think or growing up to believe. Mm. Different parents from different backgrounds, the socioeconomic developments of other people, coupled with whatever they are going on with in life, with this economic situation, there are times if you go closer to them to discuss issues and then it boils down with regards to money or finances, if you are not bringing in and you are just taking out, you are in trouble. <laughs> but there are times you also believe our parents would have to accept that things have changed and that <laughs> there is the need for them to, to also pay heed to whatever we may bring. Quote on unquote, it may be stupid as you may believe it to be. But mm -hmm. when they sit and they take them and they decide to prune, they may get something substantial that would help their kids to also grow and become people. Not Thank just you. going on with the old mentality. You have to listen to the aged. You can't discuss issues of sex. You can't discuss issues of this. You can't is discuss issues of that. Mm-hmm. So, so on, on, so basically to be, to be willing to learn and unlearn and to serve the purpose of, a fa of the family and the individuals in it, you know, sure, sure. to pivot. I, 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 I don't remember how long it took me to actually tell my dad that I was not doing nursing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> It's just hilarious. Like, I don't know how long it took me or for even him to notice that, uh oh, this girl is not really like doing this, following this nursing career. Like, she's not following this path anymore. And my mom knew about it, but for him, it took, it took me a while to actually tell him, like, yo, like, daddy, I'm not, I'm not doing nursing anymore. Like, I'm doing teaching full time and whatever else that comes, but not nursing. And, he also gave me the eye, let's just say it. But I never listen. That's the thing. I don't listen. <laughs> so um, to my next question, how do we... So this is spotting strengths and identifying your child's gift. Um, please, and but before the question you go is, to the next question, I, I had uh -huh. something I wanted to say. Yeah, so before the next question. Um, okay. I think um, the, the last question, see, it, I think it's 100% it, has to do with the parent. It has nothing at all to do with... Um, I'm talking about when it comes to having a, a healthy conversation with your kids. Um, mm -hmm. Where we come from as Africans, it has it's hundred percent depend depends on the parents, not the child. Because um, my little girl, like 
she has no worry coming to you when you are growing up going to your daddy going to your mommy to talk to say your man or say anything you have no worry it is the parent who starts setting the boundary like you were saying that the yeah. conversations in the in the hall and then your mother will say that to me probably you were mm-hmm. there for the first time or the first and second time and then until she told you that hey so be bad in change you now we know i'm sure you free her so it makes you know that you have to and someone asked an interesting question you are you are not supposed to um no i'll do it I'll, I'll, let me finish what i wanted to say so that's what i want to say so mm-hmm. somebody a kid who um is control uh, who is trained like that most of the time become very naive respectful and very innocent so like um mr kinsley is saying you the parent neglecting to talk to them about other things um like sex or any other information you think that no i don't have to tell them so that they will be pure i don't want to corrupt them and all these things so they are innocent and pure. Mm-hmm. They go outside and meet friends who are corrupt and who are this, and then the friends influence them. Now, my, my the question is that which of the which of the parents of these two individuals, the one who is corrupted and the one who is not corrupt, which of the parents of these two is doing the right thing? Because if my parent, um, if my my child is innocent, because I don't talk to them about other things i don't feel their mind with this stuff then they go out and make friends and these friends are already have this information and they pollute my daughter to become wayward or something many mm-hmm. are parents you know which of us is doing their business it means that the other parent is either neglecting it or doing something wrong even though i am not saying that not talking to your child is uh, about certain things are good like we are learning mr kinsley is teaching us we have to do those things but i'm just putting in out there that it doesn't necessarily make the other children good because they go and meet bad kids and they're bad. So those bad kids, how did they become bad? What did mm-hmm. their parents do? How did they get to know about sex so much that they can tell my daughter about sex that my daughter will have sex? That's a very important question. So that's what I'm saying. That it's 100% dependent. So if your parent says, it's 100% depends on us that we need to... Um, um, I don't think any child has a problem going to their father or their mother to talk to. Me like this, the same thing. I couldn't discuss anything with my mother or anything. She'll just find out that I'm doing something. Because it's not like I'm afraid of her, but it's our vibe, no cranny. I can't even go to her and tell her that, oh, me and you both, me and you both. Yeah, it's not there. Because they never taught us to be free and come around and discuss about certain things. So you find friends who know these things. And how did they know? My question is, how did those friends, how did they know about these things? <laughs> exploring get to me and you see lastly i want to say this when i was in bible school they taught us something that outside spirituality there are three ways man can be affected that is by your family by yourself and by the society that's your friends included then they said that when an individual's family teams up with let's say that your family is bad Mm -hmm. you are bad no, no matter how the society is good, you still turn out become bad. And mm-hmm. let's say the society is bad and you are bad. No matter how your family tries, you will still become uh, bad. But they said something. Mm-hmm. They said that if you are good, the society is bad and your parents are bad. It is still the, uh, those two teaming up against you will still not work. So individually, mm-hmm. That's why, uh, uh, Mr. Kingsley, God bless you so much. When you started with, you need to pray for our kids. And it's very important because if the, the person itself is good, statistics and study have shown that no matter how other things will team up, what the Bible said that train up a child in the way he should go, so that when he grows, I will not depart from it. Mm-hmm. It's very true. No matter how the society and even your family is forcing you to become bad, 
it will not turn out to be camera. But we need to be careful that because we want, we don't want our kids to go out and learn certain things and these things. So we say, oh, maminja no na like one year play one year free. We say that one too is dangerous. So there are things they are supposed to know. There are things they are not supposed to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's 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 on point. That's on point. So I'm gonna read this. Oh, Pastor Charles has an interesting path, and he says that how I came, I I came to my career. Well, if I am to articulate the outside, that outside spiritual, I would say is totally accidental. I had no clue I would become a pastor. Hi, pastor. I actually wanted to be a medical doctor, and that was all I knew until now. Medical MD. Pastor Charles. <laughs> I did not even like business, but here I am doing that as well. So it's purely accidental. But then I know that it's actually what God willed for me. I can't even imagine something else outside my current career path. Congratulations, Pastor Charles. You are one of the 0000. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, and Pastor Collins says, um, I think Pastor Collins also has a similar um path. He says, I have always loved to work with people. So what I do is what I love to be, is where I love to be. Congratulations, Pastor Collins. You are also part of the 0.001 Club. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Um, Talking about uh, not pushing our children to, or like not leaving them to do whatever they want. What do you think? And this goes to both Pastor Charles and Pastor Kinsley. What do you think? Did I just call you Pastor Kinsley? Well, welcome <laughs> to the title. <laughs> <laughs> you can have that title. Um, what do you think about parents pushing their kids to um, a certain career path or like asking them to follow their path? You have to be a doctor. You have to be a lawyer. You have to be this. You have to be that. And they start pushing and like just nudging these kids onto that, onto that path, whether the kids like it or not. What are your thoughts on that act, violence? Um, I think I should go first. Um, so the, the professional can end with me because my own... That yeah, Pastor so Kinsley, go first. No, I wanted to say so that the professional will finish. So that... No. Oh, okay. okay. Well, I, yeah. I, I, I'm also calling you Pastor Kinsley. So Pastor Kinsley? The, the professional... I believe it. <laughs> you see, um, the thing is that um, I'll go straight away and say that no, it's wrong for parents to do that. But there's a mm-hmm. big but. There's a very big but. And I think that one, you will not fully understand it until you actually have kids. Mm. You know what? Um, I There are people that, even before I became like a, a father biologically, I have um, daughters and sons all around me. And mm-hmm. I said only force them to do something when it comes to their career are going to do this and say I will, I will easily say that oh that's what you want to do that's fine but my father said something to me he said that when a, when a man gives birth okay when you give birth especially to a daughter that very day you see your daughter every other man becomes an enemy because they are a threat to you. and so I was telling somebody <laughs> just just today that um, a guy was working for me today and I told him some, we we're having a conversation he has two sons he doesn't have a daughter we were talking and I told him, he said he wants to have a daughter. And I said, it's a very nice experience. I've realized that the very day I, <laughs> I had a daughter, 
And I told the guy that, yeah, I told the guy that <laughs> I now understand how my father-in-law feels about me. Even though I'm married to the daughter, I now understand how he thinks of me. I mm-hmm. think I'm a team, he has not told me anything, but I understand his feeling. <laughs> <laughs> right. So when you when you when you have a, 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 a child, the feeling is totally different. Because you mean so well for them, because you want so much for them, you want them to, you want to see them do well, and because you think that you know better, and and of course, most of the time we do know better than our kids because we've lived longer than them. I'm almost a, plenty years older than my daughter because so I know so much that, and I've experienced so much than her. So when they come out, we want we want to like try and guide them like by force, go here, do this, pass here, and then we we forget that no. This is a, another human being whose destiny and whose life belongs to somebody else who is God, who is greater than me. So I have to, mm-hmm. all those decisions needs to be channeled to me. I need to find out from me. So um, Mr. Is it Mr. Emmanuel, somebody wrote something who was talking about, even in the scripture when people were giving birth to you, uh, people were pregnant. Yeah. You know, God prophesied about their career. This is what they are going to do and all those things. And so you can pray, ask God for the child. Don't let We have your, a lot of that. Exactly. You don't let your, your feelings come into you because when you are, when you become a parent, you see, whatever decision you are taking, the child feels that you are suffocating her or him, but that is not the truth at all. You just want to like say, me person may a carpenter. A person a carpenter send Debbie. I want you to become and then you see we begin to become a pilot, become a medical doctor by force. My sister and my sister my other sister, Karen, she's drilling her case. Um two of them. They are both in universities. Mm. The, the, the first one, Okotre Wesi, the guy passed. He had like 14. My sister said, no, what I want you to do, 14 is not enough. The guy had to go to SS again. He went to like mm. three, uh, three, he wrote three different um, Wesi, aside of the the one he wrote. So one time I advised him and I told him, I said, see, oh my, I'm going to sit here on TF2. And he said, why you don't want to go to school? And now the guy is in the university studying a course that he doesn't really even like, but the mother said that you must become an engineer. Mm. So it's wrong because when you do that, we end up becoming, I don't know, and then they will grow up, become frustrated. They will hate their job. They will hate their life. And they will hate you too for doing that. But in our mm-hmm. mind, we, they, we, are, we mean well. Our parents, they really mean well. They think, oh man, your heart, you say, hey, they mean well. The day you give birth, then you understand that whatever you said your mother and your father was we're doing that you didn't you felt like almost sure so nobody said okay they all caught a step further so my father told me that when he had a daughter he bought a dog i thought it was like oh it's a funny thing you see you think it's for but when you are in that position you are thinking and everything is different then you have a daughter i mean so i'll be looking at my daughter and then i'll be saying funny things that you you're not going to use a phone until you are there. then the mother is watching me you don't don't ever shake a man's hand don't do this ah then now he can he can See, she feels I'm joking, but it's an inward thought that is coming out. So, like I said, it is wrong, and then we need to go. We need to uh, consult with God, try and put our feelings aside. And just said, um, Mr. Kingsley was teaching us that we need to communicate to know what they are interested. In. We need to watch them, study them, so we know all these things. We put all these things together with prayer, and I believe that's the best way. Okay. Um, Mr. Kingsley, what are your thoughts? All right. See, instead of us forcing our kids mm-hmm. to go by our own standards, there is the need for us to also listen to them. As I said, when they are growing, age 5, age 10, 
we see them as kids and that we always want to decide for them even to even time that they even get married even during marriage we still want to decide for them which is very bad honestly mm -hmm. it is very very bad see there are times parents look at where they are coming from if you take a farming community perhaps the most successful person had just won um best farmer for that district so each parent would be looking up to that particular individual as the role model for the children in the in that community if they have nurses around if they have teachers around they'll be just having that because in the olden system where things were theoretical you realize ghana most people were entering into training colleges most people mm -hmm. were attending universities even with the universities they were doing the humanitarian courses with the neglect of these engineering courses so all that our parents got to know as being prestigious kind of work where the doctors the nurses the teachers they were so much respected in the community and because each parent would also want to have that name associated to the family or with the family they try to lure us they try to push us they try to force us there but you may go there you may not have even have any job satisfaction over there you may be having the money all right but you you will never be satisfied with your job and you have to be looking for different kind of job or occupation just because you don't have any passion for whatever you are doing currently in our system yeah, there are so many teachers in Ghana who are just teaching just because of the money, because there is no work. There are so many nurses without the passion to take care of the sick, but they are just there. If you listen to them, you, you get to know that, yes, they, are, they were forced into those areas. They, they, they never had the opportunity to decide what they wanted to do. Others could be very good with regards to fine arts, entertainment, mm -hmm. designing, engineering, mechanics, and these practical aspects. But our parents wouldn't want to give us this opportunity to, to explore whatever we wanted to do or whatever we believe it's our talent mm -hmm. or our passion. So this time around, wherever we, ha we, we have the opportunity to speak to people, we only plead with them. Yes, your, your, your child may come out with so many things. All you need to do as a parent is to guide them. Guide. There are, there are, there are certain things as kids will be bringing that, yes, because parents are more knowledgeable than us, they will believe what we are coming out isn't the best. But they have to take us through. They have to talk us through it. They can't just impose them on us because as they try to impose them on us there are times you may get other kids who will try to rebel hey like since, me since... i'm example <laughs> <laughs> i'm just putting then... my truth there i'm conf this is confession time for me guys this is mm -hmm. confession time for me <laughs> but go on say your last and so we can move to the next question yeah. I, I i i had an encounter with with a minor who is an engineer at anglo dashanti and I realized the dad is a uh -huh. mechanical engineer. 
the mom is an is 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 an HR person with one of these mining institution. They have three kids. The first one is also doing mining engineering. Mm. The university. The other two are all doing these mining mining courses. So I asked the the, the man, ah, why are all your children doing mining courses? Said, hey, Chief, gone with the days where nurses, teachers were paying. By this time around, engineering is paying. So mm. whether the child will be able to perform or is good at mathematics, science, and whatsoever to accomplish engineering program, whether you like it or yes, you have to do that. But there is this child of this man who said he only likes reading and he feels like going into journalism, going into the media space would help him or her. But this man wouldn't listen. So in one of my conversations, I told him that in as much as you want your, your, your child to pursue engineering, try and make this thing of his interest a second priority. So that as he gets to that level and he believes engineering wouldn't be better for him, he still has something that he can still lie upon. So this is my submission with regards to that. Thank you so much for that. So you Lestina, too, do you, remember, Thank you. Do, you, do you remember one time we're discussing something about to do with, I don't know if it's with Mr. Kingsley, but it was, it was something to do with, um, was it um, um, our school system and how they grade and um, kind of like, yeah, sure. That was yeah. Mr. Kinsley. So yeah. Oh, okay. So you see, one of the problems, especially in Africa and in Ghana, in Ghana in particular, is that Eduma, mm -hmm. the career path is seemingly only two. Let me say three for the. Uh, let me. It's, it's only three. Okay. Let me say four. Let mm -hmm. me put pastors into it because it's a pastor craft. <laughs> but yeah, they will go into it. So it's sure, either sure, you become. Sure. I, I forgot to read that. Yeah. Uh -huh. So you become. It's either you become a pastor. Mm -hmm. a, a teacher, mm -hmm. a nurse, or a mm -hmm. policeman. Those mm, are someone the, says a prophet. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the only like. Uh, it is a, oh, I want to become a poet. You want to become a poet in where Ghana? Poet saying, Oh, I like to become. A, I want to become a then then. I want to become hmm. a dentist. I don't know how many dentists I've even seen in my life because nobody wants to even see a dentist. In Ghana, but in Europe and in America, you can become anything. It you can yes, you can you can decide to become any, you can even decide that you you urinate on people for money. It's a profession. And then you can urinate mm -hmm. on people for money. But hey, Africa has said you can only be one of these four. That's how they, it's limited. The options mm -hmm. are limited. That's what I want to see. I know a guy who says he wants to be a professional photographer. He's a professional photographer. Very good. He's the one who took pictures of my wedding. But the guy, you the way you will suffer. People will cry or not, they will take the picture, they won't pay you. But if, I know that if this guy with his talent, if he's in Europe or somewhere, he's a big time somebody. Oh, very. Recently, just I, just call the he just the like, I just I just I had the call. So, in Koma, is on the line. I don't know if you have something. Do you have any submission, Mr. Inkroma? <laughs> um, guys, can you hear me? Yes. Is the audio okay? There is echo. There's very there's so there's much echo. echo. Yes, so much. Okay, all right. So I wanted to give um a little bit of input. I hope the echo is gone now. Yeah, this is better. Yeah, it's okay. 
Yeah, I wanted to give a little bit of input into how people stumble into their careers. You see, in most cases, in most cases, people... <laughs> Why are okay. you laughing, Sha? No, I'm laughing because Bruh. it's funny. So when you, when you listen to um, super successful people, mm-hmm. they say things like, look for your passion, and then you find it. I'm saying this because I'm pretty sure there are people on this podcast listening and they are wondering, hey, so me, how do I find my career? I know we are talking about parenting and things, but where I've got into, right? I'm 20 years old or I'm 25 or I'm 19, I'm 18. How do I find a career or how do I land into something? Okay. I mean, I'll, I'll try to make it short. Most of the time we we stumble into our careers um, for four different things. Okay, so the first one is aptitude, something that you you seem to be good at. So let's say that um, you are good at something, you'll probably end up in a career that you you have certain natural talents and gifts that lend you into that direction. You get it most of the mm-hmm. time. So there's something that you are really good at. And also, if you are good at memorizing, you probably become um, a proficient medical doctor. Personally, I'm not good at memorizing things. So I don't think I would have ever become a good medical doctor. You get it. So there are probably some skills and talents that will lend you into a certain direction. That's the first one. Okay. Now, the second one is also rewards. So you will notice that in your life where you've got into, a lot of the things you've got into were things that you were rewarded for. So let's say when you were in class two or class three, there are some of us saying we became very good at math because you were rewarded for math. I'm sure that there's somebody here, you were told by some teacher some time ago that you were really good at something or your mother told you that you are good at something and that thing has entered your head uh, and it's one of the reasons you are doing the things you are doing now. I don't know if you get it. So you find out that, oh, you... It's like, you're a good singer. Why don't you sing? And that's how you ended up in the choir. That person not told you you're a good singer. If the person had never told you that, you would have never ended up in the choir. Somebody or you were part of, like you were passing somewhere and somebody said, oh, come and try this thing. And then you tried it and then suddenly you got some reward from it. So either you, you received like a gift, cash in kind, or somebody praised you or something like that. Somebody actually rewarded you for it. So... Like a lot of people are very good footballers, but they will end up not becoming professional footballers because their parents won't reward them for playing mm. football. You understand? But mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure somebody will like will go and play football somewhere, and somebody else will see them like, "Yo, you are really good!" Like, and or put them into some some football match. They'll go and then they'll win some money and come back, and suddenly this boy wants to become a footballer from today going forward. You understand some of the things that we are rewarded for it really goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Number three is our environment, like Pastor Charles has already said, etc. You see, there are some environments. Eh? Me, if I was born a hundred years ago, I wouldn't have been doing what I'm doing right now because it wouldn't have been possible then. If I was born a hundred years from now, I probably wouldn't have been doing what I'm doing right now. I'd have been doing something else. You get it. So um, your environment, the things that are available and possible for you to do. There are a lot of people who could have become neurosurgeons or whatever, but just couldn't go to school because their parents couldn't afford. You mm-hmm. get it. And then the fourth one would be hmm, exploration. And now this is the most important. If you do not really know what to do, I think you should explore a lot of things. Try a lot of different things. You will be limited if you don't have a good environment or you know a way, but as much as possible, try. So Celestina, for example, 
I don't know if you really wanted to be a teacher when you wanted to be a nurse. You were looking around like, eh, let's go and do nursing. And you went and did it and you realized, nah, I don't like it. And for you, you had the opportunity to try something else. Maybe it's an oversimplification or it's a misrepresentation, but I'm giving an example. I know people who finished school as biomedical engineers or finished school in medicine or did law or something. And then finished and then decided to go into computer software or go into cybersecurity or something. There's somebody I work with in my office, the cybersecurity specialist. He went to school to do political science in the USA and he's currently doing um, cybersecurity. Do you get it? Mm -hmm. So there are people who you are not really sure. So you just pick one thing and you are going. But as you are going, you learn a lot. That's why, statistically speaking, most people do not use their first degrees. Because by the time you're picking your first degree, you don't even know yourself properly yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> by that 17, 18, 19, you're going to the university. You don't know, you don't, you yourself don't even know. You get it. So most of mm-hmm. the time, by 23, 24, 25, you now have a fair idea, right? That if at all, you don't even know if you want to continue where you are. At least you know you don't want to continue, if that is the case. You get it. And um, let us be very careful. When we listen to somebody like Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs will say something like, oh, find your passion, and, and, and until you find your passion, don't settle, and that is how you make a career. Steve Jobs didn't have a passion for computers. Steve Jobs was in the university. He was adopted by rich parents. They took him to the university. He was in the university. He was walking around barefooted and was following Buddhists and things. He didn't learn anything in school, and he decided <laughs> to take a break. Yeah, he wasn't even going to class. And then he went to India and came back. And he needed money, so he was working at an electronic shop, placing chips on things. And he made a friend there. And he went somewhere to go and buy a computer. And somebody told him, now, look, if you can sell me 200 computers or something, I've forgotten a number like that, I will give you this amount of money. He goes and then finds his friend, Wozniak, and then they assemble computers and go and sell it to this guy. And then this guy gives them money. That's it. That's how Apple started. It didn't start because Steve Jobs was looking for a passion and he found his passion. His passion was for money. He needed <laughs> a quick buck. And you realize that you're like, this thing, there's money in there. And he went and started. But when he's giving a speech, and you find out that, you see, those things I mentioned, the fact that he wasn't in, he was in school not enjoying himself shows that he probably didn't wasn't interested in the things he was doing before. He also had certain gifts and talents that made him very suitable for what he was doing. Mm-hmm. You get it. So... Um, if there's anybody here um, and you are, let's say you feel like you are getting old, you are 20, 25, you still don't really know what you want to do with your life. Don't worry. It's very normal. It's, it's very normal, right? Um, if you think you are about to finish your degree and you still don't know if you're interested in it, keep an eye open. Give it a, give it, give it a go. Um, I, I have friends who did electrical and electronic engineering. They are currently working in the fintech industry as managers, Blah blah, like Charlie, do you? Do you understand? And um, things, these things iron themselves out, and you find out that you actually have an advantage because you are coming from a diverse background. You see, yes, because you are coming from something, and then bringing you bring a certain unique perspective to the entire matter. And when you are talking, you are able to make, you are able to give examples and insights that comes from your deep study in another field that is not connected to this one. And then suddenly, people look at you like, "Wow, you are very interesting." Meanwhile, to you, you are lost. <laughs> yeah. That's that's so true. For I, I when you said that coming from a diverse background, when I think Wednesday or so, I I know I told you, like I randomly decided to apply for like different job positions. 
positioning. And within two days, I had had like almost all of them reach out to me, like offering. And I know I was, I told him, I, and Chrome, I was chatting with him and I was like, I have these two offers and I don't know which one to pick. And even aside from those two, I had like, I have received various emails from different like people. And this is because I come from like a, a different background when it comes to like childcare and education. Like when you look at my resume, it's just men and Namsan, I'm it's so it's quite interesting like you know just do you the thing is when you when you reach the final position and you turn back it will look like it was a straight line that's the funny thing with life that's true that's when she went she went to do you turn around and it looks like pastor child like you think about your ministry right now where you are when you turn around it will look like ah so all the way back from police barracks Mm -hmm. to pemkwase to there and all the things you've experienced and all those things. It looks like it is a straight line. That's the first thing. I said it's an and accident. It's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it isn't at all because all those unique things are about to build you into something unique. All right, thank you. Thank you so much for that insight for your submission. I know we are we out of time we we are so 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 out of time i'm sorry guys but i want to ask this last question please permit me i know you guys love me if you don't i love me so (laughs) permit me to ask this last question how do we connect gifts so our giftings to purpose how do we connect that to purpose and how do we connect the next one is how do we connect our career to purpose like to have fulfillment. When I say purpose, what I'm just saying is to have fulfillment, to have that satisfaction. Like when you go to sleep at night, like to have that. Ah, I'm so full. <laughs> how do you, how do you do that? And that will be the last for tonight. So, which one of you want to go first, Mr. Kinsley or Pastor Charles? Pastor Charles, you go. Um, connect your gift to your purpose. Mm-hmm. Well. Um, so I'm going to take it purely spiritual, okay? So I'm not going to do something like mm-hmm. that. So, Go ahead. See, um, since God is the um, the original, you said something that when you want to know how a product functions, you have to contact the manufacturer, right? So yeah. since God is the, um, the, the our manufacturer, he wired us. And then the Bible says that before the foundations of the this world, he had already purposed. He said he had um, ordained good things. We are his workmanship. And then he has created us onto good work. So he knows what... A, exactly wants you to do and so he puts in you certain things like like uh, my brother and Kumar were saying it looks like right now it looks like I was, I was almost I was always meant to be here but that's not the truth so see how here I had like it's a straight line but I wasn't a straight line at all that's why I said it's purely accidental that I am here now I don't know how if you ask me it's like it doesn't even make sense okay but right now whatever I'm doing it's the reason why it sounds a uh, uh, it sounds rational or it sounds meaningful or it's like it's working or it looks like a straight line like in Kuma puts it is because it was like I had certain the the ability or the gift or the talent was in me the that crowd I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. And so now it has aligned with my purpose perfectly. So I would say that because God is the one that made us and he knows what you're supposed to become. Okay, he knows that you're mm-hmm. supposed to become there. So those giftings and those qualities he gives you even when you are not even doing those things those things are there those qualities and those potentials are in you and so when you find yourself 
um that you are now in a career let's say that in a, it's a scenario that you are now in a career but now you're, you don't know how to make your gift align with the career that you are in or the purpose that you are in then i will say that you need to um study okay there's a mm-hmm. message i have i don't want to talk about it it's, it's called um develop a skill how to develop a skill Ooh. So, preach preacher <laughs> don't encourage me <laughs> so you can actually develop a skill a skill skill is not something you are born with it's something that you learn you acquire okay so you have mm-hmm. a gift gift and talent and also so on and so forth but then you can actually develop a skill in something me for example i am a, i didn't know how to really communicate even till now i am learning how to communicate so imagine a pastor doesn't know how to communicate I don't like the bell talking a lot. I like to go straight to the point. I like to tell you what I want to say <laughs> when I want to say it. And that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm finished. I'm done. I don't know how to go carefully. So most of the time when it comes to rebuking people or counseling people, I want other people to do it for me. Because if I mm. cancel you, if I want to talk to you, I have, we have a Anyway. In short, so if he cancels you, cancel you. <laughs> <laughs> So I have to now develop that skill. I have to develop that skill to align with the purpose that I already have. So I'm now in this purpose. I have to develop develop the skill of learning how to communicate, understanding people, but I have a lot of patience. Maybe I will catch him and say, I think I oh, so for chance. Asamba, I hear you are So I'm learning how to, asamba, I mean, you are how to, I mean, develop the skill of patience, Those all those things. So I will say that, we when you find yourself in, in case that you find yourself in a purpose because i already said that the, the gift and the talent today if you end up becoming let's say um like uh, uh, uh Kroma, who is now into i don't even know what he's into but he's into some technology something so <laughs> whatever he's into and then he's doing now i'm sure that he will find within himself that there's certain gift and talent that he had that is coming into play now it's aligning with whatever so it makes whatever you are doing more enjoyable so for other people or best struggle no one ever like something you wanted to do already uh-huh. but mm-hmm. when it comes to um, other things where you need to learn to add up when you find yourself that you don't know then you need to develop those things that's what the skill development comes into what you read books that uh, is aligned to your field um you can of course pray for wisdom the holy spirit has all the knowledge to impact to you you can read you mm-hmm. can learn off people you can ask questions people who have already gone through that part because every part you are going through somebody has gone through that one before so you can ask about read about them read books that will bring you more insight and all these things and of course do counseling and um if possible therapy too it helps i hear it helps i don't know it i hear it helps. <laughs> possible thank you thank you so much pastor charles i want to use this opportunity yeah to say thank you to pastor charles <laughs> pastor charles be putting some demands like you are one friend that puts demands on me that makes me push myself like you know you be like pushing me and i'm like dude but i want to say thank you um for that because for you asking me to do certain things makes me actually like explore and to do that and i'm like huh i can actually do this example hosting this podcast so it wasn't my idea originally it was his you know and i'm very good with planning and organizing so i was like okay i can plan that i can organize that i submitted it to him and was like no the actual thing is for you to host a podcast (laughs) and this is just one example of him pushing putting a demand on me so thank you pastor charles but Yesterday, yeah, 
I, I had a knock. I know I put it on my status and then I had a knock from Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 and it says that now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can actually imagine according to the power that is with us within us. And I just got a knock, boom, and it said that you are your own limitation. And that goes to when, um, Charles, you were talking about like the family environment and then the person themselves. You know, the family and environment can team up against you, but if you know who you are and your capabilities and the potentials and you put you start putting like certain demands not outrageous ones obviously but you know achievable ones workable ones doable ones <laughs> on yourself you start putting like in the the plan the action plan you know that you start like leading or moving forward so it was for me so I'm saying it to you guys to you are your own limitation so I'm sending the knock to you to you guys and knock on your head. You are your own limitation. But Kinsley, um, what do you think? And then we can wrap up. All right. You see, God created each and every one of us with a purpose and gave us a unique set of gifts to fulfill that purpose. So to be able to put the two together for them to work for you, as Pastor Charles said, you need to discover your passion. Discover what interests you most, what you are good at, what you find enjoy enjoying, mm -hmm. what you do without seeking for any reward from anyone. Whatever you do that you believe you can do and do best, when you're able to discover that, try putting out a plan towards that. How can you put it into good use? How can you put it into a use of so many people? What will it be to other people, not just you? The moment you believe you are making a service to so many people, you always try as much as possible to get things closer to them. There is the need for you to also train yourself as well. Mm -hmm. Get training, get certification. If if you think you are you are into reading, you think you think you you want to nurture children, you can't just go outside, get a, a classroom, get an area, and start nurturing people or calling people or registering people. You need certification. Mm -hmm. Each institution, each government entity. There's a, there, there are rules and regulations that binds the conduct of people in every country. Look for those in charge, get certification, start something. Be patient, you will definitely get there. You'd mm -hmm. have to go through the mud before you are washed and lifted up high. Mm -hmm. So there is the need for each and every one of us. In as much as we want to find satisfaction in whatever we do, or link our purpose to our passion or our career, no matter where you find yourself, try as much as possible. Wherever you are, brighten that corner first. Mm -hmm. Out of that area, you will be able to find fulfillment in whatever you are looking for. As, as Brother Nkrumah said, right after my first degree, I realized, ah, 
yes it is it is true i love kids i love teaching but do i love to teach in the basic school mm. where where do do i think I, I can feather what can i be useful of after just this first degree so i, I realize my passion is into occupational safety and hygiene administration and health administration so i've decided in as much as i'm teaching i'll try and get other certification so that when there's that opportunity i'll just grab it mm-hmm. but you can't just be staying aloof without doing anything so there is the need for us all to encourage each and every one of us to have the self-confidence to always draw closer to our maker mm-hmm. he knows us well he knows why he brought us here let us always draw closer to him not only you your entire family your kids let's teach them how to pray let's teach them how to communicate with their maker mm. because when they have challenges they have issues they have troubles is the first point of contact you have to dwell on even before coming to you so by the time they get to you god has already spoken to them and will definitely allow the holy spirit to also transfer that message to you and you know what best suits us and that of our kids thank you so much thank you so much this has been an interesting conversation and well y'all have it <laughs> this has been an interesting one thank you guys for joining us but <clears throat> before we wrap up or before we close i want to leave you guys with this my ways are not your ways neither are my thoughts you see now i see tomorrow and what is to come you see your wants and you think you know what you need but unless i reveal it to you you know nothing so trust me if you can trust your plans then trust me with your tomorrow if you can rely on your time for to tell you the, the time then trust me for i am time if you can trust your alarm then trust me for i am the day i know you and i know your worth you are meant for more but not without me I am your full potential. I made you. So the world may see a part of me in you. Seek me and you will discover more. Find me and you will find you. Remember, I am your God, but I'm also your father. So if you are listening wherever you are, the path to to true life and fulfillment is true Christ. So thank you all for joining us tonight. It has been wonderful having you all. And thank you, Mr. Kinsley, for your immense input. Pastor Charles, thank you for always standing up. And to everyone, this has been a pleasurable moment. Till we meet again, have a good night and be safe. Bye.
Come on, 